Christian life is not just a theory, but we have experience of the goodness of God. We know God is so real, and the Bible says that the word of testimony destroys the work of the enemy. We overcome the enemy by the word of testimony. So this morning, I'd like to introduce to you Mr. and Mrs. Stan Lander. Uh, Mr. Stan Lander worked for 105.3. The radio station, Christian radio station, and he has a great testimony to tell all of us what happened to him in the name of Jesus Christ. Please come up, stand. And, uh, Alita, you want to come up too? Yeah, both Mr. and Mrs. Lander. Thank you so much for sharing with us. <laughs> Turn off. <laughs> Is that a little bit better? <laughs> okay. Uh, it's such a privilege to be able to testify of God's goodness and love and grace. And a privilege to have my wife up here. She didn't know she was going to be joining me, but uh, she's, she's been with me um, 24-7 uh, and been so supportive, um, especially over these last couple months. Uh, just to fill you in what's gone on, uh, about six months ago I had an episode where I had, um, over the course of about 15 minutes, lost my ability to speak, and uh, it was rather scary, and um, I was confused and unstable on my feet, and um, just kind of passed it off, went to bed, woke up the next morning, I was fine. And then about three months ago, actually almost to the day, um, I, uh, I had another episode where I was talking rather funny, but I had asked uh, my niece, who I was with having coffee, and she said, no, Uncle Stan, you're doing fine. Well, I went home, and uh, to my son's urging, uh, I said, Dad, I think you need to go to the hospital. Uh, you're basically, you know, talking out of one side of your mouth, and the other side of your mouth is stable. I said, no, David, I- I'm just sleepy. Well, the next day, he continued his urging, and so I went in, and the doctor there told me that he thought I had a TIA, or a minor stroke. Um, so he said, but see your, your general practitioner next week. Um, so I went in, and, and it was pretty much confirmed that, you know, you, you probably had a TIA, and the symptoms will resolve themselves within, a, you know, a day or two. And, uh, but, you know, go, we had this MRI, and, uh, well, then I got a call that we need you to come in tomorrow, that we found something, and um, lo and behold... Um, they had identified uh, something of concern uh, deep in my brain, and that began daily testing of um, spinal taps and blood tests and MRIs and Dr. EEGs and, EEGs and the whole alphabet of diagnostics. <laughs> so... Uh, they, you know, the process was to eliminate different possible, um, you know, other, other ailments, uh, MS and ALS, and um, Dr. Pastor Lau could, could fill you in on, you know, because we brought him in, the Lord led us to him soon thereafter. But prior to that, finally, we met with the, the uh, neuro, uh, neurologist, and then a couple days later, and the neurosurgeon, and they, they, concluded that uh, it was not these other ailments, but in fact, um, they'd identified a, a tumor deep in my brain, and uh, 
It was like getting, you know, getting hit by a by a bus stepping off the curb, and one day you're fine, and the next day you're confronted, you know, um, with these realities. Uh, and so they said, I said, well, what's the prognosis? And uh, the neurosurgeon said, well, it looks very likely that you have a form of, was it CNS? Um, lymphoma. And, um, yeah, which is central nervous uh, system lymphoma. And uh, I said, well, so what's the prognosis for that? And he said, um, well, basically the, the protocol is radiation and chemotherapy. And, uh, and, and so I kept, you know, pressing him. And in the prognosis, he says, well, you're looking at a year to two years extension of your life. But after that, it gets you. So we went home. Not terribly encouraged, and that was a tough weekend. But I decided, and my wife and I prayed about it, that we weren't going to accept this report. And um, Margie, who's here today, um, has been in our home group for a number of, oh, I don't know, 12, 15 years. And we had heard about this doctor who she raved about. And so my wife, Alita, called her up, and why don't you just, yeah, Phil. In there, just the conversation. Well, Margie had had um, surgery by Dr. Lau, and she couldn't say enough good things. And so um, we we called and and just asked for the information. And he was on a mission trip at the time, and so we made an appointment as soon as he got <coughs> back to see him. The day he landed, we saw him. <laughs> <laughs> so here he'd come in just at eleven o'clock, I believe, that day. And we were his last patients. So here we are now. And I think by the time we got out of there, it was close to 7 o'clock. But he said, I don't know what it is, but there's something you know, different about it. And uh, he says, he basically challenged the diagnosis of the other doctors. Yeah, yeah, why don't you? Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Actually, uh, as a neurosurgeon, when I look at the picture, I was a little bit, not a little bit, a lot. (laughs) I was very concerned because, number one, the location of the mass was very deep and is unapproachable and cannot even do biopsy very easily. And and look like to my eyes, because I've seen 100,000 of MRI in in the past 30 years. And it looked like possible brain cancer. So I didn't say much that day because I did not want to discourage him. I just say, okay, let's pray, let's believe God, and let's repeat MRI in a, a period of time. I, I was so concerned. I came home. I, rarely I remember all the patients, but I remember him very well because he worked for 105.3. We came home and we started to pray and remember him in prayer and just trust God for a miracle because it looked hopeless to me. No way to perform surgery. It's hard to get biopsy to know what it is. So deep, very bad location. Thank you so much. Back on. So we walked out of there encouraged for the first time because here we had had this, you know, this diagnosis that, that didn't give us a lot of hope. But after we met with um, Dr. Lau, we walked out of there encouraged. 
and uh, you know, a little bit of a, of a lightness to our step. And he prayed, and I was hoping that he would pray for me, and he did, and I didn't even have to ask him. And he was praying, miracles, miracles. I didn't even know this man. <laughs> I'm going, oh, God, you're so good. And you just know when you're cooperating with God's purpose that you're on track. And I will say, and not to, not to malign the other doctor, but when he gave me the bad diagnosis, he couldn't even look me in the eyes. And I said, no, this isn't for me. This is, we're not accepting this report. So during that time, uh, you know, after, after we met with um, Dr. Lau and he prayed for us, and he said, you know, pray over your body. Speak to your body. Mm. And uh, I, I did that. And the other thing I did, and, and, and looking at things, I, I never, I did a couple things right, you know, as we walk through these, these challenges of life. You know, and the Bible says, you know, you can have much tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. And so I spoke healing to my body. And, and the verse, you know, um, you know, all things for which you pray and ask, believe that you have received them and they should be granted you. I even saw God, I, I pictured God erasing that area that was light and, and the tumor and, and, and seeing that already accomplished. I'd never done that before, but I was just led to do that and, and seeing him take it and making it dark and visualizing the MRI and, and the healing. Well, the next week... Um, yeah, we came to church that, that Sunday. And uh, Pastor Lau, I go back between Dr. Lau and Pastor Lau because <laughs> he's both to me. <laughs> I'm sure I'm not the first. And, uh, and yeah, it was the week there was no electricity. But the power of God was mighty that morning. <laughs> For those of you who weren't here. And... Uh, he came up to me, and I was in the healing line, you know, ready to just receive from God. And uh, he prayed for me, and, you know, again, prayed miracles, miracles. And uh, I know that God touched me that morning. You know, I've walked with the Lord a number of years, and I know that I had an encounter with God that Sunday morning. Um, so then we had a couple, what, uh, two weeks after that. And, and um, in that interim, and I'll let my wife share this part. Um, and, and we had other people praying for us, but I, I decided, I made the decision to keep it select among, you know, close people that we knew were, were serious prayer intercessors. And, I, you know, so at that point, we didn't know, you know, how, we're, well, just a, a full diagnosis without a biopsy. So we just kind of kept it rather close to the vest. Uh, and then one night, so I knew, I mean, I could just tell, I really believed that I had been healed, I was being healed. And then I'll let my wife share real briefly about um, a TV show that we were watching. During this time, we just were looking for um, encouragement, you know, just to keep our faith built up. And we were watching The 700 Club. I don't know if you guys have seen The 700 Club before, but there's a point in the show where Pat Robertson and Terry were praying. And Pat had prayed and said, Terry, and she said... There's someone out there that has a brain tumor. And it's not a question of whether it's there or not. It's definitely there. But you question whether or not God can heal such a thing. And this day, God is healing that. When you go back 
It's going to have disappeared. It's going to just be gone. And then later that week, she was on again and said, there's somebody with something in their brain, and it's not a good prognosis. When you see your doctor again, it's going to be gone. So the following Tuesday, this was a Friday, the following Tuesday, we saw Dr. Lau. And so he had just returned from a vacation, and he says, I've been thinking about you so much. (laughs) My goodness. (laughs) 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 He talked about the grace of God. How he's brought us together. And he says, I've got good news for you. He said, where you had that tumor, there's just now a dark hole and it's completely disappeared. (laughs) Praise God. God is good. I want to show you the picture. Show you the picture. If you look at the top picture, you can see that white stuff. Okay, let me explain. You're not brain surgeon. Okay. (laughs) Around there, all brain, and the black chamber on both sides look like a butterfly there. That's the water chamber in the brain we call ventricles. And normally, the ventricles should look symmetrical, look the same picture. But on this side, on the left side, it looks push down, squeeze down, and you see the white mass around there. And that white mass indicates some kind of tumor that has pressure on the ventricle, on the chamber of the brain, with surrounding swelling, or we call edema. So when you look at that, that location is very deep inside the brain, and no way you can get in there unless you have a big, big brain surgery. The, uh, the follow-up picture below you can see the ventricle on both sides. I mean, hard to see from there, but look symmetrical now. And you see a black spot up there above. So that lesion was gone. Proven by MRI. Proven by MRI. It's gone by the power of Jesus Christ. that this has been such a humbling experience because, you know, I'm no spiritual giant. I'm no more deserving than any of you are or anybody else. But to experience God's love and, the, and his extension of his hand to me is, is so completely humbling, and I'll be in awe of it for the rest of my life. And just would encourage all of you Whatever challenges you face, it, God's grace is sufficient. Amen. 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 Thank, you. Thank you so much. When I look at the picture in my office, it was really shocked me because I never seen something like this. You need to understand, if it's a stroke, it won't have no pressure. 
it will be just area of abnormality, no pressure on the ventricle. Number two, the stroke will disappear within six weeks, but the symptom has been going on for two to three months, which is not a stroke, which is something wrong in there. And the picture showed it disappear. So God is so good. Amen. Everyone say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Wow, the longer you walk with God, you know that God is so good. And He is taking care of His people. Amen. It's wonderful to be His children. Who have been in our church for a few months. And we like to hear how they come to know God. And how God has changed their life. Before they came to this church, they already uh, kind of separated or uh, not living together. But God is so gracious to put them back and now they come worship God together. I'd like to ask Kenny and uh, I to come and give testimony what's going on. Yeah, yeah he's, he's coming. Okay. Hello. My name is I. I'm Kenny. My ex-husband. And this is our son, Aiden. So I'm going to start about almost a year ago, last October 21st. I was getting ready for bed, and I started to feel sick and nauseous. So I went to the bathroom and started vomiting over the toilet. But at the same time, I... The room, everything was starting to spin, like you see on TV. I was really scared. Never felt anything like it. But, um, and also I felt like I was losing consciousness, like I was going to pass out, and I didn't have much time. And my mom and Aiden frantically called Kenny over, and he came over, called 911, medics arrived, and I remember I couldn't move. I, couldn't, I think with the combination, I just stayed in that spot. And um, when they were moving me, I, I would yell out in pain in my head every time they moved me. And I was still aware of the ride to the ER at um, Overlake, and I remember being pulled into a room, and that's it. I don't remember the next few weeks. Um, but I do want to say something happened. There was some signs, indications. A week and a half before I was doing, I was trying hot yoga for the second time. And I've been doing yoga for a while, but my cousin really wanted to try it, so... It's okay. I survived the first one. And the second one, I. Now I know it's a big no no. <laughs> <laughs> um, got up from a bent over position. I had like this sharp, sharp, intense piercing pain on my right side. And that really scared me because I never felt anything like that. And I just stood still for a few minutes. And um, that pain kind of subsided and it just became a bad headache. And I was like, okay. But that headache never went away. Like no, it was consistent, and um, two days later, I we, I knew I just felt something was wrong, something was not right. And two days later, I called the nurse hotline. They, I told them what happened. They told me to go to urgent care, and I went to urgent care. They gave me CT scan and blood work, and but like they didn't see anything. They're like, there's nothing wrong. Just gave me some meds, and and then two days after that, I was I still had the headache, and I'm like, this is not right. And went to see my family doctor, her team, and. They didn't look any further and just said I was fine and just gave me more meds <laughs> and sent me home. I, probably my age, too. They probably just brushed it off. And um, So the following week, I'm, I'm in, back in 
ER at Overlake. And then Kenny, well, I was out, so he can <laughs> tell you the. <laughs> well, yeah, she was pretty out of it. Um, um, when I got to the ER, I, I saw that they had started running some tests and, um, and a scan, and the scan came out pretty uh, inconclusive uh, to what was going on. Um, but obviously she was having some stroke uh, indications, and um, what they ended up doing was just waiting until to admit her uh, to one of the rooms and uh, keep some, keep watching her. <laughs> keep watching her. Um, as the day went forward, um, some medications actually did help. Motion sickness pills, of all things, um, helped with her vertigo that she was having with the room spinning. Um, and then uh, it, things were looking a little better, but... Um, we were both tired, been there all night, and 30 hours later, um, she became unresponsive, uh, and actually she uh, had trouble breathing, so the staff wanted to intubate her, and I was still asleep, and they all woke me up and uh, um, told me to leave the room, and uh, while they intubated her, I had just found out then, and uh, she um, was taken down to, for another CT scan after they intubated her and um, uh, took her up to intensive care, a whole other level of care. And I had to move up there, and I saw her. And when I saw her, I, I didn't know. I mean, everything, um, she didn't look. It was hard for me to see her like that. Um, but she was being watched by nurses, and um, I ended up going home to take a shower and get some clothes because I knew it's going to be a long few days. Um, before I left home, I got this call from um, a Dr. Lau, Pastor Lau, and he um, told me that to come back urgently, because um, uh, in the scan they, they actually saw that um, uh, she was, her brain was filling up with fluid and uh, it was um, looking very bad and she needed surgery right away. Um, they also, when I got there, they mentioned that um, she also had some dead brain material and um, Pastor Lau was going to scrape it away, and I didn't know what to think of that, and um, I just signed and told him to go ahead. Um, um, afterwards, um, after the surgery, she was put back in intensive care, and um, she wasn't conscious yet because of all the drugs, but um, later she did show signs of consciousness, and um, the nurse asked her to move both sides of her body, and she could. And um, but that wasn't at the end of it because in a couple nights, um, anyway, she when she returned from surgery, she had a tube running out of her brain, dra draining fluid. And um, Dr. Lausch said he she, he had to take out some of the skull to allow the brain to move out. And I. Um, 
that drain stopped um, two nights later, and uh, another scare. She became unresponsive again, and Dr. Lau had to do another surgery. To um, uh, he wasn't working um, as a on-call surgeon then, but uh, he was had a full schedule that day and had to um, fit her in with five other patients. Uh, to get her uh, to, and he put in another drain on the other side of her brain. Um, um, she did well um, after that. Um, uh, f- about four days later, she, they wanted to pull the breathing apparatus off, but um, he, uh, they said it wasn't. She wasn't breathing well enough, so they waited a few more days. But um, two days later, she pulled it out herself. It turns out. Unconsciously. Um, Yeah, unconsciously. Um, uh, And then a few days later, um, they moved her to a regular hospital room where she um, spent uh, another week or so. Uh, We discovered that she still couldn't walk. She was too weak. Um, Her breathing apparatus or something was causing her not to be able to swallow uh, so she couldn't eat. Um, they ended up putting a nasal feeding tube in. Wanted to, um, but she ended up pulling that out because she felt so uncomfortable. She kept poking at her nose. Take it out, take it out. Um, so she pulled that out. Um, and she kept staring at the ceiling, and we didn't know why. And um, we found out that she had double vision this whole time and didn't know it. Um, well, anyway, um, they put in a feeding tube, so she felt better then. Um, and then later on, she ended up um, being ordered to go to rehabilitation in Virginia Mason. And I'll let her go on with that. Yeah, so I was sent there about after, well, three weeks in Overlake, and um, lots of physical therapy. I kind of had to start to learn every, everything over, brush my teeth, brush my hair, simple things as that, and how to get around with a walker or a wheelchair. And um, anyway, after about, well, I'm sorry, and, and when I got to rehab, I was kind of more awake, and that's when I found, found out that Kenny had stayed with me the whole time at Overlake, and I was really surprised and shocked since we were, we've been divorced for a year and a half. And I thought if he was for real, I mean, I was I was really touched for what he had done for me. And I was very emotional for a while after that. So then I was sent back home, like at the end of November. And um, the first, first few months I was there, I all I did was sat on the couch. I couldn't do anything. I didn't have any desire or any motivation. Um, but... I started to get better, better, like, in February, early March. But the whole time I was there, I was just thinking, um, I don't know, I can't explain the feeling. Like, I was looking, searching for something, like I wanted. I was missing something. And um, I have to go back to, I'm sorry, early, beginning of October, a few weeks before my stroke. Um, I met for the first time and flew with um, Josie Chen, She's a member here at New Hope, and probably a lot of you, a lot of you know her. 
So um, we had a one-day trip. We're both flight attendants, and um, so we got to talk a little bit, and I found out she lived near, near me, and so I, I offered a ride for her, offer a ride to home. Anyway, she, I can't remember a lot of our conversation, actually, but I, I remember her saying that I, I found a good church in the area. And um, so going back to, like, February, early March, I, that statement kept popping in my head. I just kept thinking about that. And, um, but for a few weeks, I, I, w- I was hesitant. I didn't want to contact her because I didn't know her that well. And so I was like, should I, shouldn't I? And so by mid-March, I had this strong urge, so I finally shot her an email asking her to call me. She called me back, and I asked her, I, my first question was, what is that name of the church that you said, that, that good church you said you found? <laughs> and um, she told me it was New Hope, and she said it was in Mercer Island, and I thought, okay, it's not too far. And um, she's a senior pastor there. Pastor Lau was, um, is also a neurosurgeon at Overlake. And I was shocked. I was like, well, no, when she said Lau, that name sounded familiar, even though I don't remember meeting Dr. Lau. Um, so, <laughs> um, so I got, I was like, really? I, was, I, was, I couldn't believe it, and I was, I wasn't 100% sure, but I, I think I've heard Kenny mention the name a few times, so I got really excited. I actually had goosebumps. So <laughs> but afterwards, I actually, and I asked Kenny, about the name, and he's like, yeah, that, I think that's him. But he got on YouTube, and we searched, and um, we found some, we found a few stuff um, with pictures and video. And he's like, yeah, that, that's him. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was really excited. For the next few days, my friends, family that I encountered, I, I, I shared my story. I was just amazed. I was like, you know. Um, so... Okay, and then Josie invited us to uh, Revival Night that late March. So we went, and it was really my first experience, and it was, it was good, but it was very different. <laughs> um, I think I was hungry, too. Anyway, I was like, um, but the people I met were, were so, I felt so welcome. So, they were so nice. And so we started going ever since then, and, and at that time, also, someone told me about Pastor Da's care group. And so I went to and check it out, and and again, Pastor Da and all the sisters were so warm, and I really felt genuine love, you know, not fake. And and I started going there, and I, I really enjoy going. Um, sorry, I lost my concentration. <laughs> okay, so. Yeah, I mean, sum it up, I, I keep saying Pastor Lau and Josie's my angels. Pastor Lau saved me in so many ways. And, and jo, you know, I think Josie, too, for I wouldn't be here at this church if it wasn't for her. She led me to Christ. Amen. And, um, and for, yeah, I'm grateful for how far I've gone, for my family, and um. Yeah, praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Also want to say that you guys are great, um, very friendly. Um, the whole time during our ordeal, and um, Aiden was a good little boy. He, he was very strong. 
and I, I want to thank him for doing that, being that way. Thank you. Praise God. Thank you very much. You may not understand the whole thing, but she was this much to death. Before I operated on her, she was deeply comatose, and if we delay for a few hours, she would not make it. She would die, have died, and don't sit here today. So uh, God is gracious to her, such a such a experience that God lead her to know Christ through this hardship. Let's give hand to the Lord one more time. Thank you. Thank you so much. Good afternoon. I just want to repeat what Pastor Lau said earlier. He said that um, even if you go to church every Sunday, even if you go to care group, whenever care group is, you are still in need of deliverance. I've been part of this church since September of, of 2008, and I've been faithfully attending the Nation Shakers care group every Friday, and I am still in need of deliverance. All right, so ever since mid-2009, I had been experiencing some internal bleeding, and I was really, really scared of it. Probably it occurred every two weeks or so and it would bleed continuously for several days. I was very scared because it resembled my dad's cancer and he was dealing with the same issue at the time. So this continued for about two and a half years until we had an altar call and Pastor Lau was going to do deliverance. So I went up to the altar call and I was probably on the second row and there were other people there and Pastor Lau started laying on of hands, starting from right here. And he said, okay, everybody start coughing, start coughing. So I'm over there standing on the line and I'm like, okay. (laughs) So I cough. I'm coughing, okay, and like nothing's happening. I'm still standing there waiting. (laughs) But I know that you need to have faith with these things. So I was like, come on, Lord, I'm ready. I'm coughing, even though nothing's happening. I'm still ready. (laughs) And just as I was about to give up, I just started vomiting air. I kept vomiting and vomiting that like the pressure was so intense that I just fell over forward. And at that time, Pastor Lau was still at the front of the line. And I just want to say that I just received it through faith and I just kept vomiting and vomiting. And I praise God that ever since then, the internal bleeding has stopped. Praise God. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> 